Hi, I'm Dr. Eric Claville, and thank you for joining us for this segment of the Claville Report. Well, we'll be discussing the January 6th commission and how the Republicans are looking to protect the big lie. We all know what happened on January 6th. We all know about the rally at the White House. We all know about the constitutional process that Congress was going through to certify the votes for the election in November in order to inaugurate our next president. Something that has happened for over 200 years in our country. Something that was the staple or is the staple of a free democracy, of a balanced and balanced society, whether you agree or don't agree with who is in office, because we have this process in place, balance is there. And we all know about the rally, what was said at the rally, and how we saw thousands, not hundreds, not a few, but thousands of mostly white Americans marching angry, marching furious, marching with a sense of revenge toward the Capitol, believing that what was taking place was protecting a big lie. And that's, that's exactly what took place. On that particular day, we saw the police, the brave police, the Capitol Police, underman, underarm, no solid direction whatsoever, the undermining of their brave, courageous oath that they took to protect the Capitol. We saw them overrun by this angry mob, by this vengeful, furious mob wanting to stop a peaceful transfer of power. In seeing this, we also saw police retreating after fighting with this angry mob, retreating into the Capitol, after pleading with this angry mob, retreating into the Capitol to protect its members. And when they shut the doors, this angry mob went in, they broke the glass. You saw them scaling the walls of the Capitol. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Many across the world couldn't believe their eyes. To me, this is one of the most embarrassing moments in U.S. history. We've had our share, but this ranks at the very top. It was also a disrespectful moment because this angry mob went into the Capitol, desecrated that place in which we revere so much in this country and which is a symbol of freedom across the world. And they desecrated it by trampling over priceless artifacts. They desecrated it by walking down the halls where they were not, were not supposed to be. They desecrated it by going into offices, breaking and entering, trespassing, theft, you name it. We saw people carrying podiums 
out of the Capitol, back to their homes. And we saw police officers being beaten. We saw them being spat on. We saw them being pushed. We saw them being stomped. And we even saw, we even know where one actually died there, uh, another committed suicide because of what took place. And also we saw one of the members of the mob being shot and killed because they wouldn't stop in order to protect the members of Congress. After a review, they found that that officer actually acted within the rules and the guidelines and did exactly what they were trained to do. Unfortunately, somebody had to lose their life. But you saw the mob. You saw the insurrection. You saw the lie, the big lie that they marched on, that they took with them as a mantle to stop what was taking place, the peaceful transfer of power. But and we, we also saw the members being rushed into underground caverns, being protected. But we also saw some of the mob knowing exactly where to go. Hmm. A coordinated effort pumped up by a sitting president, a reckless, unorganized group marching toward the Capitol, some having blueprints of knowing where to go, their offices that even some of the members don't know exist for individuals that are high-ranking. All these are terrible, terrible things that took place. But yet and still, order was regained. Members came back to do their job. And we had a peaceful, a certifying of the election votes and a peaceful transfer of power. And today, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are in office. And our country is continuing to move forward better, together, and stronger. But since the Civil War, we've never seen this type of action. And the Confederate flag itself had never gone into the Capitol, made, never made it in. But that day it did. A symbol of hatred, racism, discrimination, suppression, oppression, and the dichotomy of the United States of America. That flag stood inside of our Capitol. It never should have made it in the front door. Never should have made it on the grounds. As a matter of fact, that flag should, and we, we're not going to talk about it in this segment, but should that flag be listed as a symbol of hatred? But all these things that took place, now we finally have momentum and a desire to get to the bottom of it. Because we don't know what took place when the National Guard was held back or was called later on. When the Capitol Police said they, they didn't have any instruction, they were told don't use their, their tactics, uh, their aggressive tactics against this particular group. Uh, there were so many unanswered questions, so much information that was, that was not consistent with what we saw. So much to know, so much to gain, so much to understand to ensure that this doesn't happen again and to aid our U.S. Justice Department and the Department of Justice 
uh, division so that they can prosecute those individuals who are wrongdoers and working against our country. Now, again, nobody agrees 100% of the time. We can agree to disagree, but we cannot destroy our own country in the process. We can't do it. We can't have this type of behavior, and we have to get to the bottom of it. So the January 6th commission bill was drafted. The idea, there was momentum behind it. The idea was there, a 9-11 style, because a 9-11 style commission, because we had never been attacked like that on our homeland, a continental United States homeland. Now, we have been attacked in the United States, in Hawaii, of course, Pearl Harbor. Remember all of the brave soldiers that died in that and civilians that died during that raid that pulled us into that world war. But it wasn't in the continental United States. Hawaii is a state in the United States, but it wasn't in the continental. But we had an attack on our own land which then pulled us into another wars, other wars that we have, are still fighting to this day. So we felt that this style commission could help us to answer those questions to ensure that it doesn't happen again. So the bill was drafted. It went through the House. We had many Republicans, 35 Republicans, sign on with the Democrats in order to say this is something we should do. But when it got to the Senate, immediately the spin started before it got there, saying, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. Oh, no, this is just another tactic by the Democrats. Oh, no, this is just uh, going to divide the nation again, spin. No, not studying this divides the nation, not understanding who the real culprits are, not understanding who the real players are, not understanding who the enemy really is, not understanding what ideology is out there poisoning our country, not understanding who is pushing this agenda, not understanding who is spreading additional lies. That's the true enemy of the state. So when it got to the Senate, hmm, what happened? Well, let's take a look at this montage from CBS News and NBC News to really understand what happened from beginning to end. Take a look and listen. Months ago, a pro-Trump mob stormed the Capitol, assaulting police and seeking to disrupt a peaceful transition of power. Now, last night in the House chamber, where rioters tried to break in this very same room, 217 Democrats and 35 Republicans voted to form an independent bipartisan commission to investigate what happened. GOP congressional leaders Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell oppose it, along with the vast majority of Republicans. Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill. Nicole, good morning. Good morning, Anthony. Kevin McCarthy says that he is not concerned about the vote, although last night he was watching from the back of the House chamber as nearly three dozen party members broke ranks with him to support the January 6th bill. The bill is passed. Democrats cheered the passage of a bipartisan bill to establish a January 6th commission. The 10-member panel would be equally divided between appointed Democrats and Republicans with subpoena power to examine the root causes of the Capitol attack, a framework agreed to by the top Republican on the House Homeland Security Committee. This is about facts. It's not partisan politics. 
Still, 175 Republicans voted against the commission. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. The bill now faces an uphill battle in the Senate. Republicans have dealt a fatal blow to the independent commission to investigate the Capitol riot. They called the commission a partisan ploy. But Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the Republicans prevented the American people from getting the full truth out of fear or fealty to Donald Trump. ABC's congressional correspondent Rachel Scott is on the Hill. Tonight, under pressure from Donald Trump and with an eye on the midterms, Republicans blocked the effort to form a bipartisan commission to investigate the Capitol siege. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling the vote proof that Republicans support Trump's lies about the election over the truth. Shame on the Republican Party for trying to sweep the horrors of that day under the rug because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Only six Republicans voted in favor of the commission, including Senator Lisa Murkowski, who told reporters her party is making a decision for short-term political gain at the expense of understanding what happened on January 6th. We just can't pretend that nothing bad happened or that people just got too excitable. Something bad happened, and it's important to lay that out. Eleven senators, including nine Republicans, didn't show up at all for today's vote which came 24 hours after the mother of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick went door to door, pleading with Republican senators to support the commission. Gladys Sicknick wearing a necklace containing her son's ashes. Usually I'm staying in the background and I just couldn't, I couldn't stay quiet anymore. Today she described some of those meetings as tense. I think because we knew they weren't sincere. They weren't sincere and I don't understand it. They are elected for us, the people. And they don't care about that. Democrats left shaking their heads. I, we all walked over the same broken glass. Uh, we all saw the spray paint on the wall. We all heard the horror stories from the staff and police officers who were protecting us that day. And I don't understand why they are afraid of the truth. Not being sincere. That's the mother of the slain officer, the Capitol officer that was killed as a result of this insurrection. You know, just that last image was extremely powerful for me, hearing that the family of the slain officer going door to door, not staying silent themselves, asking, please support this commission. My son gave his life protecting you. And they leave out with not being sincere. So this great idea, which is a great idea to study the reason why the insurrection happened, the January 6th commission, the reason why our nation, some of our citizens in our nation are being poisoned by rhetoric, by lies. Where is this coming from? To learn what compels the average citizen and CEOs of companies, multimillionaires, and those who are unemployed or those who are what we call the backbone of America, the working class, galvanize around a lie, come to the U.S. Capitol and risk not only their, their lives, their reputations, their livelihoods, and their freedom, because a lot of them are being indicted. They will go to jail. They will. To protect something, protecting the big lie. That's what they're doing. 
protecting the big lie by voting against the January 6th commission. And I believe that I'm not in the minds of the members because 11 or so did not even show up for the vote, which means that they didn't want their no to be on record, but their action said. I'm not in their minds. None of us are, are mind readers. You can't understand what they're thinking. You can only understand what they write and what they say. But I believe that most of them, if you really ask them, I don't think they really want to be in that situation to understand what their voters, what their supporters really believe and really think. It's one thing to give a stump speech. It's one thing to hear chants from the crowd. It's one thing to be in a community forum or be in a town hall. But it's another thing to have investigations to understand exactly what people think and believe. It's terrible. What they think and believe is the backbone of who the Republican Party is. That's the truth of the matter. There was one article that I read that said that if, uh, basically, if there were no Trump supporters, then there would be no Republican Party. In other words, there are individuals within the party, the majority of them, in various districts across the country. Because keep in mind, during John Boehner's time, the Republicans were able to gerrymander their way into what's called, quote-unquote, safe districts. Well, what happened during that time period is that you had something called the Tea Party come about. The Tea Party was founded and really galvanized around a big lie as well. And that's the birther movement, which was ironically pushed and carried the man, the mantle was carried of that, that lie by former President Trump before he was president. Which I think the irony around all of that, it, came, it comes full circle. The individuals that really galvanized and pushed the Tea Party were mad because, number one, the finances caught up with them. In other words, the bad decisions that legislators were making as it relates to uh, finances, as it relates to fiscal policy, responsible fiscal policy, backfired on them. And we had the mortgage collapse. We had, uh, you know, Wall Street uh, collapse and with the mortgages. And then from there, corporate uh, America started to collapse and jobs started to be lost and property values started to fall and people de- couldn't leverage their property anymore. And they go, they went as far as they can go. And then they would say, wait a minute, when things started coming back, they couldn't find the same jobs that they had. They couldn't find the vice president, assistant vice president position. They couldn't find the manager position, the director position. Only they couldn't find it. So you had these individuals that were highly educated some and then others that were had experience in these various areas, and then others that were years of experience, and then others were just dependent upon that market. They were skilled, but in maybe blue-collar workers, but they were all in the same boat. They were broken poor and angry, busted and disgusted. Some people say, welcome to our world, right? This is how a lot of uh, non-whites have struggled but throughout years, but we found a way to make it, right? But that particular group became angry, came mad. Tea Party sprung up out of that. Backlash on Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street movement. And then from there, you had others that were angry 
because of racism, racism being the birther movement, saying that former President Barack Obama wasn't born in the country. You have the former president carrying that mantle, pushing that agenda, pushing that lie, another big lie, and wrote it to a point of being relevant and to a point of being endorsed to a point of being elected. That's the power of the big lie. When you have enough people to believe a lie, it becomes reality. You have enough people to believe the lie, it becomes a galvanizing effort to create havoc and chaos in any and everything. And that's what we saw in January 6th, which is why this commission was so important is why this commission would have answered so many of our questions that we had. It's why this commission would have really helped to understand how some citizens of our country believe the way that they believe. And possibly, just possibly, it would have helped us to start to re-educate by bringing truth to light and dispelling the miseducation so that we can move together and be better and stronger as a country. But as one former hit song said, no, no, no. The Republicans said no, no, no. Hmm. Could this commission have created a mechanism to where we could now create some hate crimes? Keep in mind, what took place on January 6th, there is no federal statute for hate crimes for that. There's no federal statute for hate crimes for domestic terrorism, which is exactly what that was. As a matter of fact, I believe that this commission probably would have found some treasonous behavior, some treasonous acts, very similar to what took place to split the United States during the Civil War, 1861-1865. Could have found something there. And the Constitution talks about treason and what the punishment is there. It could have created a mechanism where we could now examine existing laws and policy to prevent something like this from happening again. Now, of course, it could have created a mechanism to maybe government could go too far, which they have. Corporate America goes too far all the time, and they still do. But without the creation of the mechanism, we don't know. We don't know, and we need to know. So... The Republicans killed the Capitol Interaction Commission because I believe several things. One, they killed it because of fear of knowing the truth. The truth, if you're not ready to deal with it, is scary. The truth, if you're not ready to face the music, is terrifying. The truth, if you're not ready to deal with reality, is the light that you're afraid of shining in the darkness. Truth. Truth of who their party is, truth of how they have used that to ride to political gain, the truth of how their tactics are misleading, the truth of how their stances on various policies are bad really for America and their, their actual voters but good for a few. They killed 
the Republicans killed the Capitol Insurrection Commission because of truth. They don't want it to come out. Secondly, I believe that the Republicans killed the Capitol Insurrection Commission because of fear. Fear of attacks from still the leader of what used to be the Republican Party, but I have called the party of Trump. People don't realize, I think a lot of citizens don't realize that former President Donald Trump still runs the Republican Party in the rear. Yes, he has no Twitter anymore. Yes, he has no social media anymore. But you better believe he has the ear of the influential leaders of news stations, of politics, and of policy. Why? Because he can push his voters to do whatever. Keep in mind, he pushed them to fly, to drive, to hike to the U.S. Capitol for a rally. And he pushed them to march to the U.S. Capitol, to break in, to trespass, to seek to kill and destroy. Some lost their lives while he was eating inside of a tent and in the White House, watching the havoc and the chaos on a big screen TV. The fear of the backlash of the true leader of their party. I also believe that the Republicans killed the Capitol Insurrection Commission simply because it is not expedient in politics. It's not politically expedient. Why do I say that? If the commission would have passed, now you get investigative powers that are given to individuals that within the commission to dig a little deeper. Well, who are we kidding? A lot deeper than persons are comfortable with digging. You know, that type of digging, that kind of exposure can cause a lot of people to be nervous politically. And if you're really going to protect your agenda, if you're really going to protect your agenda, not just your your, your agenda, but also your future agenda and future political gains, there's no way you can pass this commission. There's absolutely no way you can do it. So from a political standpoint, political standpoint, I understand it. I get it. Now, that doesn't mean it's right. It just means that it's not politically expedient. And that's one of the reasons why the Republicans killed it. To authorize an investigation means to authorize an unfeathered, unrestricted, and unfiltered review of records, conversations, transactions, actions, inactions, and ultimately the entire scope of what happened. What, came, what happened on January 6th, the buildup to January 6th, what happened after January 6th. There was absolutely no way that the Republican Party could afford for this to come out. So, where do we go from here? Could the White House 
create a commission through executive order? Well, that question's already been answered. It's possible, but Pelosi rules out having Biden create a commission. Could the House bring up another bill at another time? Maybe close to the midterm elections of 2022 and force the Republicans' hand again? Maybe. But could the Republicans filibuster again? The answer is yes. Would it be not politically expedient for the Democrats to do that? Possibly not. Finally, could the Department of Justice do their own investigation? I think their hands are full with indictments. There are still many people to be indicted that committed the acts of violence, broke laws, the atrocities that were created that were committed during that day. Um, there's a lot that they have their hands in. So I don't think it's feasible for the Department of Justice to investigate either. So what happens? I believe that just maybe this commission may be dead on arrival. I think it may be dead in the water. Would it help our nation if we saw what happened? Yes. Would it help our nation to heal? I believe eventually, yes, but the scab has to come off, and that's also painful. But what is this necessary in order to keep this from happening again? Absolutely yes. I thought it should have happened to Timothy McVeigh when he blew up the federal building in Oklahoma, the domestic terrorism that took place during that time period. I thought maybe it should have happened in 1865 at the end of the Civil War. I thought maybe it should have happened at the end of the Civil Rights, the second Civil Rights Movement, the modern Civil Rights Movement, at the assassinations of Dr. King, Malcolm X, and the Kennedy brothers, John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy, and many others that actually lost their lives, Meg Evers and, and many others, but it didn't. No commission happened. Because I believe that the root of the problem is the same, whether it be the Civil War, whether it be the assassinations during the civil rights era, whether it be the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth in reading his manifesto, whether it be the mass shooting, the massacre of the church goers in South Carolina by Dylan Roof, or whether it be the insurrection of January 6th. It is the miseducation of America, more specifically, white America, as it relates to who America is. America is not just one group, not just one gender, not just one belief, but America is all of us, all of our experiences, all of our work, all of our ingenuity, all of our innovation, all of our blood, sweat, and tears. That is America. So I believe that the January 6th Commission could have helped with the start of the re-education of America and misspelled and dispelled the miseducation of America. But we shall see. I don't think the story is, is, is done, but I think it has been dealt a major blow. But 
who knows? Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Clear Report, where we discuss protecting the big lie, voting against the January 6th Commission. Continue to join us, continue to follow us on our Facebook page and other social media. You can watch us on YouTube as well for the Clipper Report. Until next time, we'll see you. Be well.